The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN. We are indeed back on Vicent's Primetime Action, live from the South Point Hotel Casino, tip of the strip in Las Vegas. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. Glad you could hang out with us tonight for a pretty uh, massive sports night. Uh, Full, not quite a full slate of NBA games, but really the first night of NBA games, uh, multiple games beyond two, that is, in earnest. NHL in action. We have a college football game, Coastal Carolina in action. And uh, the Astros trying to add more runs against the Red Sox. Kelly with the live lines for all. Yeah, starting in baseball, the Astros with that 7-1 to lead. That game is now into the top of the eighth inning. Uh, not much live betting to be done there left. Coastal Carolina out early. If you're betting the fun belt action tonight, Coastal Carolina up 7 to nothing on App State. Four minutes remaining in the first quarter. Coastal Carolina, 9.5 point live favorite, 56.5 is your live total. Over in the NBA, Pacers all over the Hornets early, 57 to 44, 430 left in the first half. Pacers, eight and a half point live favorite, uh, 234 and a half your live total. The Pistons leading the Bulls, 35 31, two and a half minutes left in the first half. Low scoring affair there. Uh, the uh, Bulls are still a one and a half point live favorite, 188 and a half is your live total right now, gentlemen. That is a. Uh, that screams day one of the NBA season, that's for sure. The Celtics currently lead the Knicks. That is 24 to 20, 345 remaining in the first quarter. Knicks a half point live favorite, basically a pick 'em uh, on the money line. 224 and a half is the live total. Some stats in that game. Jalen Brown out to a hot start. He's got 14 of the of the Celtics 24 points. 
And Julius Randle hit two threes right away and then has uh, gotten a little quiet for the Knicks. Uh, one other game going on right now, the Wizards on top of the Raptors, 18-16. to That game with 345 remaining in the first quarter. The Raptors minus 125 on the money line. Wizards minus 105, 217.5 is the live total. And the one hockey game going on, Flyers up early, 1-0 on the Bruins. Six minutes remaining in the first period. Flyers minus 150, Bruins plus 120 live. All right, and for the Knicks fans out there, uh, last year, of course, Knicks won 41 games in a 72-game season. Their season win total before the season started was 22.5. No team exceeded their season win total by more games than the New York Knicks. This year, their season win total before the season, 41.5. Let's talk some football. Let's bring him in, former NFL player and, of course, now a Yahoo Sports NFL analyst to talk some NFL with us. Coincidentally, Tank Williams, first time on the show. How you doing, Tank? Uh, pretty good, man. Thanks for having me. We appreciate it. Tank, how does one get the nickname Tank? How did you get yours? Man, I like to say it's because, you know, I'm just big and I'm a badass. But when I was a baby, I used to drink so much milk as a kid that my sister told my mom to give me a tank of milk. And somehow that stuck. But fortunately, I grew into it. And I, you know, I was a tank on the football field. But yeah, it started off with a whole bunch of uh, calcium, man. Well, <laughs> Well, let me ask you about the uh, the game that is coming the, uh, the the closest to tonight, which of course is tomorrow night's Thursday night football game between the Browns and the Broncos. We heard today Baker Mayfield cannot go, torn labrum in his non throwing shoulder, and so uh, as a precautionary measure, it's short week, can't play. And of course, they're without their running backs, Chubb and Hunt as well. A lot of other guys questionable, including Jadavian Clowney. They are a mash unit. Teddy Bridgewater also questionable for the Broncos as well, it should be noted. But as far as the Browns are concerned, um, how worried should Browns fans and Browns betters be at this point? Is this uh, code orange, code red? What are we at now? Oh, man, code blue. (laughs) I mean, they should be scared as hell. They should be beyond worried right now because when you look at it from the Browns standpoint, you already talked about all the guys that are injured. You know, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. You have the offensive tackles that were out last week. Baker's going to miss this game. And even when Baker was healthy, he hasn't been able to connect with OBJ yet, and that's your most deadly weapon on outside. Jarvis Landry's still on the shelf. You talk about Jadavian Clowney. And that defense, which is supposed to be there to help, you know, that team stay in the games that the offense is struggling, what did the Chargers do to them? What did the Cardinals do to them? They, I mean, they lit them up. They ate them apart. So there's really not one phase of that team that I can say I really like right now, whether it's injury-related or just not playing well. And then we haven't even gotten to, oh, Baltimore's in the division. The Bengals are coming on strong at four and two. So there's not a lot of things going in Cleveland's favor right now. So uh, it's going to be tough for them to get their act together, given all the injuries. And now they have a Broncos team coming in that's just as wounded, just as hungry, that has a pretty solid defense of themselves. Tank, let's talk about a team that is near and dear to your heart in the Tennessee Titans uh, hosting Uh, the Chiefs. This week doesn't look like we're going to have Julio Jones on the field. We know Taylor Wan's not likely not to be out there as well. And listen, they they got it done this past week. That said, not the most efficient offensive performance and all that. They find themselves five and a half point underdogs to the Chiefs. And the Chiefs, one thing, yes, the defense has been bad, but the offense is continuing to score despite the fact they keep shooting themselves in the foot over and over and over again with all these turnovers. Does that number not seem a little short? I mean, it, if you look at it, does it not seem like the Chiefs are going to be able to put up enough points on the board in order to be able to get it done? So they have the Chiefs at minus five and a half. Yeah. And then what's the over on that? Yeah, it's sitting at 57 and a half. 
At 57, man, I mean, there's going to be a lot of points scored in that game. Because when you look at it from the standpoint, look what we saw last week where the Titans, even though they started off slow, they were able to put some points on the board against a really tough Buffalo defense. And that's the thing you have to understand. They started off slow because Buffalo was playing tight man-to-man -man defense where they didn't want Derrick Henry to run the ball. But when you play a defense like that, it allows those big pops like you saw with Derrick Henry in that first initial run. And then also it opened up some room in the pass game now. Kansas City on the other side, they're not going to try to do that. I mean, they're going to try to sit back, I would think, <laughs> because they've been getting scorched a lot in the run and the pass game. I mean, so I, honestly, I really don't know how Kansas City is going to try to defend them. That's why there's going to be a lot of points on the board. Because when you look at it, you try to give credit to Kansas City's defense, even though they stepped up and they kind of shut down Washington last week. But neither one of these defenses really want to play the ball. They can't stop the run. They can't really stop the pass. So I see both of these offenses just doing whatever they want to do, even though the Tennessee offense is going to be minus Julio Jones. So I try to come up with this narrative in my head, like what each team needs to do to <laughs> stop the other. But honestly, neither one of the defenses is going to be able to do that. So just, hey, I'm just going over. <laughs> Tank, is there a team to this point that you think has perhaps underperformed and so might reflect some value in the futures betting market what's a team that if someone was thinking i want to get in on a team right now maybe not to win the super bowl maybe to win the conference maybe to win their division whatever it is a team that you think will only rise from this point forward i mean that's interesting i mean honestly one team that we just talked about that's the kansas city chiefs i mean i think everyone expects that because that offense is just that good i mean you look at they lead the league and turnovers are damn near close to leading the league yet at the same time when that offense is clicking on all cylinders, they can make up for so much. I mean, that defense would give up, I don't know how many big runs, and give up, I don't know how many big pass plays. But when Patrick Mahomes turns into the third splash brother behind Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, he just goes into this different mode and, like, he's just unstoppable. And when you have a player like that on your offense, he can cover up all the other mistakes, all the other deficiencies that you have on your team. So, I know that's an obvious choice, but then also – I don't really like looking at a macro level, just like if I'm looking at particular betting stuff, it's like on a week by week basis or game by game basis. And so I would look at, you know, a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers where they started off hot. I mean, they beat the Bills and they kind of got off to a slow start because Big Ben is banged up. The team has been banged up. Now they're starting to find the run game a little bit. Najee Harris is starting to go. And even though they lost Juju Smith-Schuster, so like since Najee is gone, Deontay Johnson looking like a mini like watered-down version of Antonio Brown on the outside and then Chase Claypool on the other. So that's a team, given the matchups that they may have on a week-to-week -week basis, seeing that that defense is getting back healthy and they have wide on the outside who can just change the game and the snap of a finger. I mean, that's a dangerous team that you would look at a week-to-week -week basis and be like, okay, some people may be down on them because of the narrative that you hear in the media, but if they're clicking on all cylinders, they can get you a win. Hank, we have the Cardinals as the last undefeated team in the NFL, and you listen to people, it's like, oh, the defense isn't really that good. This is smoke and mirrors. All oh, the offense is going to regress. It's not going to be that good. Maybe Kyler's shoulders hurt. Maybe, you know, whatever it is. Every single week, it seems like there's some reason why they're not going to go in. They continue to go in. They continue to go cover. They continue to do everything that we're asking of this team. W what do you think the ceiling is for this Cardinals team? Like, are you, are, are you to the point now where you're like, okay, these, these guys could actually contend for it all? I mean, I've been at that point. I mean, the one thing that you have to understand in the NFL is that, I mean, you have some teams that are just bad, whether you have, like, some bad players, like, in key positions of bad coaching. But for the most part, like, all these dudes were, like, the best cats on their college team, and all these dudes can play. 
Like, confidence and momentum is a hell of a drug in the NFL. And so people are trying to look at Arizona's schedule and saying, like, oh, you beat the Jags and, oh, you beat the Titans and they kind of slacked off from last year, so they're really not that good. Like, nah, dude, like, the Arizona Cardinals are really good. If you look at it, like, they got a whole bunch of crowd pleasers on the outside. DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, Rondell Moore, Christian Kirk. Like, not many teams are four deep like that. Now you add Zach Ertz to the mix. They can run the ball effectively with James Conner, and then they also have Edmonds as well. I mean, Kyler Murray is just that piece where whether he's using his legs or his arm, like, and he can stand in the pocket and pick you apart. Like, there's really nothing that he can't do with his game. And on the flip side, oh, they don't have a defense? Man, you got Chandler Jones coming from one side. You got J.J. Watt on the other. You got Isaiah Simmons, who's like the NFL version of Rick James. I mean, he's a super freaking cliques. Dude can cover tight ends. He can hound like mobile quarterbacks. He can cover like running backs out the backfield. You got some dogs in the secondary. So when I'm looking at this team, I'm like, really like, where do they have deficiencies at? Like they're really that damn good. And I feel like they can compete. Not saying that they're going to beat every team and go undefeated, but they can definitely compete with the team on a week to week basis. And more than likely, they're going to have the eyes on favorite to win the game too. Tank real quick. Cause they only have 20 seconds. Your favorite bet week seven in the NFL. It's a hard week, but against the spread, what, what team would you take here? Oh man, honestly, I haven't even looked at all those things yet. Like I kind of get closer to it and wait till we get all the injuries and all the other stuff in uh tag. But I would say that if there's any kind of bet related to Derrick Henry and his rushing yardage or a number of carries against Kansas city, more than likely it's going to go over because if you look at the way they attack that Buffalo bills, knowing that they were going to try to stop him with a tough defense and he still was able to kind of do what he did. He's going to definitely get it done versus Chiefs. A good answer on the spot. Tank Williams. Thank you, Tank. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Tank Williams, everybody, right here on the program. Beeson's primetime action. Uh, we'll come back. He brought up the Warriors. I'd like to talk about that Warriors-Lakers game last night, if you would. Let's do it. Prisoner of the moment. Takeaways after one game. We'll do that next. Beeson's primetime action. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. First Bet wants to get you ready for the Breeders' Cup with a chance to win $1,000 in free bets. Go to vsin.com slash horses to enter for your chance to win. The grand prize winner will have $1,000 deposited into their account before Friday, November 5th, just in time for the Breeders' Cup. There are plenty of runner-up prizes as well. Sign up today at vsin.com slash horses. Terms and conditions apply. Go to vsin.com slash horses for more information. That's horses and not horsies, in case you were wondering. Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Uh, we're going to give our NFL power rankings here momentarily, but I want to talk about the uh, Warriors win over the Lakers yesterday uh, and just sort of the the quick reaction, by the way, seven-point win for the Warriors, 121-114. Steph Curry, in his own words, uh, yesterday said, I played like trash. Played like trash to a triple-double, by the way, it should be mentioned. Lakers were three-and-a-half-point pre-flop favorites. They lose outright. Warriors plus 135 on the money line. So my question, Matt, just real quick is, mm-hmm. Lakers, you, you texted us last night. You put it together, right? Even without Clay, the Lakers outscored the Warriors from three. They held Steph to five of 21, shooting two for, two for eight from behind the arc. So clearly an off night for Steph. They had AD and LeBron shoot 28 of 49 combined, and they lost by seven at home. Uh, what's, what's the bigger takeaway from one game for you? Was it the Lakers or the Warriors? The biggest takeaway for me is that the Lakers are 0-1 straight up and against the spread when LeBron and AD both score 33-plus points. That's the biggest takeaway from, from, from the short season. No, I mean, look, it's, I know I don't want to overreact to, to one game either, but... However... You, but the obviously the big thing you pull out of this is, is how much Westbrook struggled. Yes. And, and, and look, it is... That's exactly. It is, it is but one game... 
It is the first game playing, you know, he's a California kid, L.A. kid, grew up, you know, went to school there, all this nine, you know, playing first time in the stadium that you dream of playing in. I I, I get all how maybe some of that can be overwhelming and whatnot. So maybe I'll take a step back and not really try to judge this from 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 one from one game. That being said, I think there's some legitimacy, legitimacy to what we were talking about the other day. And, it, and it's like, can he not be the guy off the bench? Like, can he not be the second guy? Can he not be that you, yeah, I understand that hasn't been your role throughout the course of, of your career. You've also never played on the same team with LeBron James and, 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 and Anthony Davis either. So maybe your role is to come off and like help kind of anchor that second squad, kind of help kind of anchor that second group and let them do their thing, and then you do your thing. But it did not seem, at least, and small sample size, and we get it, the smallest of sample sizes. But it did not look like it was going to work the way that things were, were going yeah, on out there. They'll figure it out. But it was far from being figured out last night. Yeah, I have. Uh, I, I mean, you guys knew I was high on the Lakers coming in uh, into the season. I, honestly, I don't think – I don't read much into it last night. I think I look at a team that had literally two players on that roster last night that were there a year ago because – uh, I mean, with just LeBron James and Anthony Davis with uh, with Horton Tucker out being out last night. So you only those two guys that were on the roster last year. I look at it more. Russell Westbrook, I think everything you just said, they'll figure him out. I think the concern with, with them this season is more the other role players because you traded in a lot of defense, like Alex Caruso, who's now uh, you know playing for the Bulls. You, you traded in guys like him for more offense. We didn't really see that last night. So that's more where I think you got to keep your eye on that over the next couple months. And then who knows? There's still the Lakers, so there's going to be veterans that they can add for the, the free agent minimum throughout the, throughout the season. Who knows what they're doing before the trade deadline. Uh, my takeaway also, I think the Warriors are going to be sneaky good. Jordan Poole, Bielitsa, who was drafted by the Wizards like over a decade ago in the second round, seems to be a, a, a guy who could be a key cop. We'll see. Should be fun. One yeah. game. Uh, honestly, we want, you just mentioned my biggest takeaway, Jordan Poole last yeah. night. That was yep. That's a guy you're seeing develop before your eyes and it looked like in one, over the course of one offseason last night. All right, it's time for NFL Power Rankings. Do we have a fancy intro or we just go into them, Kelly? How does this oh, we're work? Just we're just going into them. We're just going into them. Our 1-0. Straight up and ATS when Steph, when Steph Curry shoots two of eight from three. <laughs> if anyone was wondering. Matt, Last triple-double 2016. Damn. He, yeah, he wasn't aware. He, he had no idea. I watched 90-plus percent of that game last night. I had no idea he was even close to a triple-double. Yeah, I didn't either. Had no clue. Yet he did. He got it. 21-10-10, uh, and 10, I believe, for Steph. All right, Matt. You, All have, right. you have honors. Numero. Let's, we'll, start with, we'll start with 10 and go up to one. Uh, 10. I have a tie. I, I completely. Uh-huh. Listen, 11 teams in his top 10. He's listen, already got 11 it. teams in his top listen, 10. Unbelievable. It's a tie. We made all these rules for this, <laughs> and then he gives me two teams. Titans and Bengals at 10. No way for me to, uh, no, no way for me to separate the two um, as far as that goes. So coming in at number 10, completely even are those two teams. Number nine, the Chargers. Number eight, the Packers. Number seven, the Kansas City Chiefs. Number six. The Baltimore Ravens, number five, the Dallas Cowboys, four, Los Angeles Rams, number two, the Buffalo Bills, uh, and number three, the Buffalo Bills, number two, the Arizona Cardinals, and then one, the Bucks. Now, listen, let's we'll talk about kind of the top five here. I, it, it's only a downgrade for the Cowboys strictly because of the rise of the Arizona Cardinals here. So, nothing that I saw or did see, see or whatever the, uh, about the Cowboys that makes me want to bump them down 
anymore. Uh, as far as the Rams go, listen, it's a team that um, whenever you look at them, I think that they could easily be one when it's all said and done. They could easily be eight when it's all said and done. It really is going to be on how healthy they can stay because we've talked about it before. They've been the healthiest team in the NFL so far. Uh, and when you can play without any injuries, it's, it's, it's easier to win games in the NFL. There's no doubt about that. Um, the Bills, I thought that the defense might be a little bit more questionable. So here we saw the defense be a little bit more questionable, a little bit suspect. Got to bump them down a little bit for that. Cardinals rocket ship up because they just keep winning. That's all there is to it. They And you cannot hold them down for, for, for too long when they just keep on doing it. And some of these other teams don't. Again, the Bills didn't do it, right? I mean, yes, it was a goal line stand. It is what it is. Like They didn't get it done. And then the Bucks, just because, again, they're, they're so multiple, right? This this Bucks team is it's with Brady at quarterback, the way that he's playing, it's super incredible level, and they're doing this very, very beat up right now. They're only going to get way healthier as this season continues, and they're doing this as, as beat up as they are right now. So they go ahead and take the top spot for me. Would you like to issue a verbal apology to Kelly Bidlin for his uh, ranking Arizona number one last week? Kelly? I still think it was egregious that you did it last week, <laughs> but it is at least it at least looks much better this week. Yes, it sounded like a, a sort of apology. No, yeah. that was a great apology. Yeah, 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 okay, all right. I don't know that he owes me an apology, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm with you, Gil. Could have yeah. been a little nicer. Just want to throw it out there. All right, here are my power rankings. Uh, Ten. I kept the Kansas City Chiefs right where they were last week. Uh, I don't think that uh, win against Washington did anything to the good or to the bad for me. Patrick Mahomes got to be more careful with the football and the defense. Well, they probably shouldn't let two Washington wide receivers behind the entire defense for Washington's only score. Baltimore uh, was not great. I had them 11 last week. They're nine now. Uh, The Titans, who I had at nine, was a bit ridiculed for that, having the Titans in the top 10. I move them up to eight. I do think they are the unicorn of the bunch with Derrick Henry. They are built differently from every other one of these teams and I think they're a top 10 football team and certainly on any given day can beat anyone. Green Bay's at seven. Dallas moves up a notch to six. And you see, it's very sort of my, my bottom half there. It's all because Cleveland got removed. Yeah. The Browns just have too many injuries to include them in the top 10. I anymore. think we all dealt with that. I, yeah. I, I, we all had the same top 10, uh, except for Matt had 11. So he had uh, 11. But, it, you know, but we, we all share the same top 10. What should be his punishment for that? He doesn't get to do a power rankings next week? <laughs> Isaiah didn't want to allow it. He was like, don't let it on the graphic. Make him choose one. I'm like, "Ah, we'll let it slide this week. Number five, I kept the Rams right where they were again, beating the Giants. Sorry, Giants fans. Uh, I don't know that we learned much about the Rams last week as uh, Daniel Jones and company loose with the football, to say the least. I had the Chargers first last week. I know, I know. So I dropped them all the way down to four. I'm not going to go too crazy in dropping them since they started from the number one position, but they're certainly uh, they certainly deserve to be dropped after just getting destroyed by the Ravens uh, in that game. Cardinals move up. They're inching up. They're number three. We all have the Cardinals top three now. Bucks two, Bills one. Just like uh, with the Titans going up, I don't know that I feel any worse about the Bills after that loss than I did before. I just think that uh, they very easily could have won that football game and didn't work out with the slip. So that's my list. And Kelly, now yours. Yeah, yeah, run through mine. I mean, the uh, I'm going to start the opposite way. I'm going to start with the top five because I, I just – Look at you. I just think week one – Steady we, Eddie. When we did guy. this last week and I looked at it this week, I'm like, man, I was so dead on accurate with it. Like, I just don't uh, need to change anything. Uh-huh. Like, there's nothing worth moving around here. <laughs> I did say it last week. I'll be honest. I do think the Bills 
falls somewhere probably in the top three, but it's 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 easier for me to organize those NFC teams like that. And Bills might be better than one or two of them, but I think for the main part, those that group of NFC teams is is right up there. I do think the Bills clearly better a step ahead of the Cowboys, at absolutely. So I couldn't put them any worse than fourth. Uh, but I left them there even after the loss. Cowboys at five, um, and then Chiefs move up. I just think it's just. Moving the Browns down, and how many teams do I really trust at the end of the day? I still trust the Chiefs' off offense, and I don't know. I think there's question marks about every other one of these teams below it. Packers move up, Ravens move up. I can't deny that, but I still don't. I'm not going to trust them at the end of the day. Um, and then we got tra- the Chargers that moved down after that loss, definitely. And the Titans get back into my top ten, with with the exception of Matt's chicanery with the uh, Bengals. We all have the exact same top ten teams, just in different orders. That's yeah, amazing. We did. Yep. We'll uh, talk further about these. Yes. Some stuff to talk about. There is. Including the cliff that it drops off after number 11. We'll talk about that as well. It's Beeson's Primetime Action. You are looking live at Primetime Action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. The Sports Betting National Championship is coming up November 5th through the 7th, and VEASAN will provide coverage from the main event all weekend long. Hey, how about that? Including live on-location updates for all the action, visit VEASAN.com slash SBNC, that's Sports Betting National Championship, for more information and learn how you can enter for a chance to test your skills and win cash, including the million-dollar top prize. That's VEASAN.com slash SBNC. Matt, you and I... Once participated. We did. In their inaugural Sports Betting National didn't Championship. Didn't make a run at that million, though. We didn't, but boy, <laughs> we had a moment. Yeah, there was, there we was a time. Close. There was a time. Ooh. We will be doing uh, some live cut-ins uh, from out there. They will have... Uh, really? Yes, we will have... Visa will be on site, and they will be... Picking the minds of you two fine gentlemen who have competed in this. Oh, really? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, that, that, that costs. Come on. I don't know. Come that on, Gil. Costs. Have they asked our rate? Come on, yeah. Come on, Gil. That costs. <laughs> Uh, a couple of things in baseball. One, the Astros have killed another night for unders betters. Uh, in the ninth. Another in the ninth. That's yeah. right. Seven spot last night. It was two to one last night in the eighth, then two to two in the ninth. The Astros put up a seven spot. And now tonight they have added a couple runs in the ninth, and it's nine to one Houston. So this game will go over as they go to the bottom of the ninth. And two solo shots now for the Braves in the top of the second with nobody out. I think that's back to back cracks right there. Rosario. Uh, has gone deep. And then Duvall. And then uh, Duvall. So back-to-back jacks off Julio Arias. And it is two to nothing Braves with all the drama last night. That Cody Bellinger home run only becomes seismic if, in fact, the Dodgers can do something with it. The rest of the series doesn't start well for the Dodgers here. Top of the second down, two to nothing. Back-to-back solo shots. So, Gil, I have a bone to pick with you on yours. Yes. The, Uh, The Chiefs down at 10. Yep. Like, you could have, I mean... You're not. You're not. You're. You're not picking. You're not picking the Titans over the Chiefs that they're playing tomorrow. You're not doing that. I, like you're I, not. You're yeah, not. I might. Yeah. I actually played a few days. You're. You're. You're, yeah, you're, you're not doing that. No, I like, am. You're, I they're, am. they're five and a half point. They're five. They're five and a half point well, road they're bang, favorites because they're banged up. The Titans. They're the 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 Chiefs took money because the Titans are coming off a short week. They're banged up. I listen. The Chiefs defense. Let's not be the prisoner of recency here. The Chiefs defense still is awful. Don't let the Washington football team, don't let the smooth taste fool you there. They're terrible. A book in a, uh, uh, our friends over at Circa, we, do, uh, we have a studio over there, mm-hmm. said 
your number one team and your number 10 team, if they played next week, in Arrowhead, the Chiefs would be two-and-a-half-point favorites. On a neutral, it would be a push. It would be a pick em. So your one in 10 teams would be a pick em on a neutral field. Right, but you're talking, again, let's define what our power rankings are. You're talking about a specific definition of a power ranking, and you're trying to you're trying to impose it on me, and I will not be imposed. <laughs> but but in the power, in a, in a point spread, indicative of how good teams no, are. No, let's like, let's go back to how we did this last week. You want to do it based on the market, okay? That's your prerogative. You can do what you want to do. Did I make that up, or did somebody say that before me? Kelly does his a certain way, and mine is simply if I'm gonna if I'm who am I gonna bet on neutral field uh, when all teams are at full strength here coming up. And what I am saying to you is that the Buffalo Bills still check out to me right now pretty much against everybody as the, as the team that has the slightest edge. And that's how I do mine. And that's why the Chargers, by the way, the biggest difference we have is, is not only is not the Chiefs, really. The biggest difference we have is the Chargers. And the reason that I have the Chargers so high up there at four and you guys have them right around nine is because I do believe there's a Brandon Staley element there that makes them the most volatile of all these teams. The going forward on fourth down can either be really, really good or really, really bad. And there's still a team that you have to think about when you're handicapping. That's why I have them at four. I think highly of them, but I also know that they are fallible with that kind of decision-making, which, by the way, I support more often than not, but they're going to be games where it doesn't go their way. So just to answer your question, then back to that, we think of this differently, how we do our power rankings. I am not being, if I was just doing it by the market, then yes, I would have a different order, but that's not how I put mine together. I, I guess, though, too, I, with what Matt's saying, though, Gil, if there, let's say uh, they made it that the Chiefs and Bills met tomorrow in neutral field, yes. you would be betting the Bills. Of course I would. You would be. be all over the Bills. Yeah, and you, who took the Cardinals number one last week, you subscribed to how I'm doing it right, because yes. the Cardinals wouldn't be favored. Over many of right, these, right? But I would be betting. But you would be betting them, yeah. Your Honor, <laughs> I'm just my, more my, my mind. Me, my but... mind is melting. <laughs> wow, it, my mind is melting in in this. I, I mean, I, it, it, listen, maybe y'all would. Maybe I don't know. I mean, it's all hypotheticals. It it, it is. I mean, like I. By the way, this could, this could also explain why I've been doing so poorly in the NFL this year too. <laughs> That can also be noted in this argument. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Chargers were at one last week for you, and then yeah. they took quite yeah, a if tumble. I came, if I came in with a top ten that included, like, the Panthers and Washington, then you could really say, hey, uh, maybe you should reconsider this. By, by, by the way, when it, after 11 or 12, let's say after 11, like, who's your 12th team? Browns, but it's like, sucks because they Okay, let me ask that again. Who's your 13th team? Yeah, yeah. Like, the Saints, probably. There's a cliff right there, isn't there? There's a cliff. For sure. Because th then you're talking like Browns and Saints right now. Right now. Today. Right? Like the Saints are, are a better team. A little better, probably. But like the Browns healthy? Like I don't. I, yes, I think there's a massive gap between those two teams. Yeah, I mean, the Browns fell out of mine. I, I don't know. If, I don't remember if you got guys yeah, we, had them they up fell there. Out all of okay, us, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, they, I think rightfully so. Because they fell it, out of all. Of us. But, well, because we have to like, yeah. As sooner or later, no matter how good you think the roster is, or like you have to deal with what they're dealing with today. And I mean, like what they're dealing with today is they don't have a quarterback. They don't have two tackles. They don't have two key guys on defense. They're missing their two top wide receivers. It might be it uh, coming this week with Odell and Jarvis being. I mean, like it's some point two top running backs as well so i mean you have to just assess the team as is how they sit today and like you know the browns as, as high as i was on them coming in 
I'm not going to make excuses. I, I, you, you bet on teams understanding that they might get hurt throughout the course of the year. And, you know, can they withstand that? Can they get past all that? I mean, look, like we're talking about with the Bucs. I mean, the Bucs have figured out ways to win games. They are been, they've been decimated in the secondary. Like, they have nobody nobody they thought was going to be playing corner and, and, and even for safety for a couple of them, a couple of these games have been playing corner or safety for these guys, and they figured out ways to win, and they figured out ways to get it done, and so and the Browns have not. So that's just, you know, it, it is what it is. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed that we flames. came up with the same 10 teams. Yeah, I think the one uh, – uh, I think the other thing that's interesting about that, Matt, is like the, I think that there's no doubt this week who we all have the same top AFC team, and it's probably not even close, right? Bills – and then drop down whoever is yeah. in your next in the AFC. Well, but then the NFC, we've like we're all jumbled up different of what those top you know few teams look like. I think I think maybe the most interesting team that we all have in there in our top ten is the Packers because that's where I had the Chiefs. I leapfrogged that leapfrogged the Packers with the Chiefs, put the Chiefs ahead of them because I'm looking at both those teams. I'm like I know what the Chiefs' problems are. I'm very aware of it. I know how good their offense is though. The Packers is a team I'm just still unsure about. Like, we are six weeks into the season, and they're still a team that hasn't faced the fiercest competition. Well, and yeah. and we're, get, we're gonna see that play out. They, they've got Washington at home this this week, but then it's on the road at the Cardinals and on the road at the Chiefs. We're gonna know a lot more about how good this Packers team is three weeks well, from now. Well, in in the the reason for me that I kind of have them again in that second five and and it's an iffy for me, right? right. Even with where they're at, we all have them. It's because five. no, yeah. no team on our on our list at all is so reliant on two players. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's so reliant on two players that if one or one or the other goes, that team is then falls below below uh, like yeah, like hundred percent. What I was fifteen say. or sixteen range. In fact, right? when we submit these to Kelly, and by the way, that's how we do it. We yeah. just make them on our own. Then we submit them to Kelly. Uh, it's the one team that when you put them in, your brain immediately goes to those two players yeah. that you don't have that experience with any of the other right. nine teams. And there is that little moment where you're like, well, I just have to put them in mm-hmm. and I'm not going to put them in the top five, but they're going to be in the bottom five of this, the, the six to 10, because they deserve to be. And it just, and I can't help but shake that we're still fairly early in the season. And I can't help but shake to think that some of these defensive coordinators are going to figure out a way to scheme Devonte Adams out of the, out of the, out of the offense. And then, now Aaron Rodgers is going to have to beat you with Alan Lazard and Marquez Valdez Scantling and Randall Cobb and stuff. And like, I just don't know if you can do that. Like, I just don't know how successful they're going to be in doing that. You know, and, and again, I could be wrong. Maybe they will figure it out all season long how to get him thirty-seven percent target share, and and everything will be fine, and the offense will roll up and down the field. But you just have to think that at some point you just go. If they beat us with these other guys, then they just beat us with these other guys. Real quick, if we went all the way down to 32, 32 universally is the Texans for all of us? Absolutely. Yeah. Not even a question. What is the strangest team to get into the bottom five that you would never have expected before the season? Would that be the Dolphins? Dolphins, and I think the Bears are somewhere close to that bottom. And they're three and two. That bottom one, bottom down there for me. Yeah, but Bears... They're somewhere hovering down there for me. No, I think the Falcons would be in my bottom five, and that would surprise me the most. Giants are in there. Sorry, Giants fans. Are the Jets in there? Jets are in there for sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the Jaguars. Yeah, usual suspects. And the Dolphins are the most interesting. Maybe the Falcons and maybe the Bears. The Bears are three and two, for goodness sakes, and they're certainly not out of the bottom ten, that's for sure. Dolphins definitely the, Dolphins. the most Yeah, the most surprising for sure. I think so. Didn't expect them to be a dumpster fire. Yeah. 
And who knows about these Deshaun uh, Watson rumors? If it was Tua's performance this past week in London that made them say, hey, enough is enough. Maybe we should go after Deshaun if you believe those reports. I'm not sure I do. We'll come back. Uh, we will talk to Preston Johnson, NBA from Yahoo. We'll do that next right here at Beeson's Primetime Action. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Are you hungry for a win? Compete for free with the college football prediction pool presented by Bojangles. Make predictions for the Tennessee-Alabama game this weekend for your shot at up to $1,000 at cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Bojangles now to get in on the action. Bojangles, it's bow time. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Ladies and gentlemen, when we have this guest on the show, we always like to put a split screen up of uh, him and our uh, producer, Kelly Bidlin, because both really have uh, well-groomed beards. So we like to do that. And here is that split screen right there. Look at that. Well, I've always got beard envy of Preston, though. Like, it's 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 nothing compared to this. I mean, that's cool. You're working your way there. If we're power rankings beards, Gil, I'm like a five. He's number one, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Preston Johnson, everybody, from Bet Labs. How you doing, Preston? Good to see you, man. I'm doing well. How are you? Doing Better very well. well. How's, how's life in L.A.? Everything you imagined it to be? So far, so good, yes. Outside of the score of the Dodgers game right now at this current moment. Yeah, yeah two, to, two to nothing Braves again on back-to-back Jacks. Braves up in the best of seven NLCS, two games to one. All right, uh, where what are your bets on that series? Before we get to basketball, what did you bet? Uh, I thought there was value on the Braves before yesterday and to win the series. I, I think they were minus 180 range was cheap. Uh, and then sure enough, looked like series was over before Bellinger hit, you know, the five-foot-tall pitch over the wall. Um, <laughs> so that was the only thing I had, I had really considered with this series. I'm mostly just rooting on the Dodgers. But uh, at that point, I look, I thought there was uh, – let's get into it just for a second. Please. Urias, Urias pitches uh, game five against the Giants. He pitches game two out of the pen for the Dodgers. You have, obviously, Trevor Bauer creep out, Dustin May hurt out, Kershaw out. Max Scherzer says, hey, my arm felt dead after the game uh, the other day. Uh, they pulled me up to four innings because it just feels funny. Like, the pitching situation for the Dodgers is pretty devastating. And in a game now here, they start Urias, but they're going to have to use the bullpen more. They already used their bullpen game in game one, and, you know, they've been overextending there. I I, I just thought this was way too confident that the Dodgers could just go home to LA and win two or three. So um, that's where I was at with this series. Unfortunately, just from a price perspective, it was too good. Preston, you are a man of, of many talents. How, how, how much time are you spending in, in the sports betting streets compared to the crypto streets these days? <laughs> uh, it's, it's mostly just less sleep and time doing things that I used to enjoy. Like, like don't golf anymore. Um, <laughs> things like this. I just try to do it all, man. But uh, it, it's definitely uh, a little, I have more flexibility now, no longer with ESPN. I'm not on TV every single day there. I'm not writing four articles a week. So uh, it's allowed me to kind of dip my hands in a few other things. Let's talk NBA slate tonight. By the way, CryptoPunks, you should probably look into that, Preston. Just a suggestion. Um, I'll take I'll take it. <laughs> NBA games tonight. What did you land on night two of the NBA? A lot of it has started. Uh, I know the Pacers were up 20. They're already losing. LaMelo Ball just scored like 30 in the third, and it's not even over. I don't know if anyone's been following that uh, insane little stretch. Uh, LaMelo might be the truth. Um, that and the over were two that I looked at today. Uh, Boston, I thought, got cheap when it got to two and a half, considering Jalen Brown had been announced playing. So that was something else, but also a uh, late second quarter there. Uh, as far as the games that haven't tipped, I think 14's a little tall. 
for the Thunder, and it's ugly as can be. I also thought the 51 and a halves for the Jazz were too low as far as their season win total, but for whatever reason, look, they're going to be feisty. The Thunder aren't quite tanking until maybe December, January. Now's the time to take them when they're getting double digits uh, with a pretty good young team. So I'll trust in SGA and Dort, and hopefully they can keep it within 14, but that's my biggest edge of the three remaining games. Precedent's overreaction Wednesday, so uh, let's go ahead and get yours in the uh, Lakers situation and how things uh, how things played out there. Look, it, I was saying, I get it, Russell Westbrook, first game, uh, L.A. kid, played there in front yeah. of a crowd, all that stuff like that. Do you, do you think it's more that? Do you think it's more a fit thing? Do you think it's more they're just going to need more time to figure out how to make this work? Do you think it's maybe he needs to go to the bench and come off and play with the second unit? What are you what are you thinking here from the Lakers situation? So if we're talking overreaction Wednesday, uh, this was me like two Wednesdays ago reacting to their preseason performances and Russell Westbrook's like 0.29 points per possession and his eight and nine turnover games. Like it was bad then. And the thing, the question is this, and there was a report like two months ago. It's like Anthony Davis is finally going to be okay with playing the five. He's never really played center or at least liked it as much. The teams he's been on, he's they've always been better when he's playing center. So the thought was, okay, maybe you can make an argument for Russell Westbrook coming in to play alongside AD and LeBron because they're going to have two spots for, for shooters. And they tried to bring in some shooters, right? Baysmore, Monk, none. Um, they bring back THT, Ariza. Now three of those five guys are already hurt. So that's an issue. They already had, they signed Avery Bradley like two days ago and he was playing crunch time minutes last night, but here's the, the real problem. They start Deandre Jordan at center. So that whole argument's like out the window. Now that you have Russ, Deandre Jordan, AD and LeBron with one shooter, you're hoping might work in like Baysmore or Bradley. That's just, Neither of those guys are actually shooters. Uh, it's rough, man. I, I don't know if it's, yeah, the whole, it might take till January thing for sure. Um, but their season win total, the 52 and a half to 53 and a half range uh, was just way too high. And we're anticipating LeBron and AD load management health wise to, they're not going to be a hundred percent the entire way. They never usually are anymore. Anyway, uh, it's, it's going to be a while, man. And I'm not sure there's really any moves they can make or how it's going to fit. I think the questions, the overreactions are valid. Um, they were kind of overreactions before we even saw last night's game. The Warriors getting three and a half plus 145. Uh, those are good bets. And uh, luckily paid off last night. Talking to Preston Johnson. You can follow him on Twitter at Sports Cheetah. Preston, I'll just sort of give us an open-ended question uh, for you here, which is what's the, what's the take? Maybe it's in basketball. Maybe it's in the NBA. Maybe it's in college football. What's what's the take that you have right now that that appears to you, at least anecdotally, to be the most contrarian of conventional wisdom right now? Is it about a specific team in either of those sports? Is it a, is it a bet perhaps reflected uh, in a, in a wager? Mm. I, I wish you had asked me a few. Oh, here's one. Okay. They haven't played yet. I'm checking, making sure the San Antonio Spurs. Everyone says they're going to stink. Highest paid player on the roster is like 15 million. Uh, 28 and a half. I know it's some places is 29 and a half. Like there's no way Popovich is just punting the season away. I'm pretty confident about that, especially if it's his last season. They still have competent players, even though DeJounte Murray is the guy that makes 50 million. He's the leading guy. Derek White's competent. We've seen him make runs into seven game series against Jokic and the Denver Nuggets in the past in the playoffs. Keldon Johnson was playing with the Olympians, the Olympic team. I think he's going to take a step up. They bring in Doug McDermott, uh, 
Rudy Gay. I feel like one or two other guys that I'm forgetting. Pirtle's a great uh, centerpiece for center to rim protect on defense. I think the loss of DeRozan and Aldridge uh, getting overblown. This is a team that won 33 games last year in a shortened season. The game of the year before that, they won 32. You, they can't get to 29 this year out of 82 tries with Popovich. Uh, I'm like the one guy that I guess is still saying Popovich makes a difference. And I believe in a team whose best player only makes 15 million, which I think there's some data. If you go back, similar roster constructions definitely don't perform very well in that type of situation. They did lose Patty Mills, who went uh, seven for seven from three last night for the Nets in his debut there off of the bench. But uh, that's one, I guess. Everyone hates Clemson this year. Just bet them against Pitt. I, I don't know. I can't say much else. <laughs> just, just take it. It's ugly, but yeah. Preston, everyone likes to uh, look at the NBA awards market. And of course, the, the this time of year is the MVP. Luca, the super short shot here. I don't know if you have any bets in your account on this, but uh, certainly you've given it some thought. Is there a player out there that you think could kind of emerge out of out of nowhere to where maybe you wanted to get on them kind of early now because the number is so long MVP no so I know you guys just put up the MVP odds graphic I got nothing there to be completely honest it's probably just going to be honest and so maybe eight to one after what looks like his hitch somehow disappearing uh, and maybe he can actually shoot now uh, that's con- consideration there but there's a ton of great options. Uh, I think James Harden was like 25 to one, 20 to one range Tatum 30 to one, 25 to one range. Maybe um, what I really like, and you can still, I checked just in case before the show, Chris Duarte rookie of the year, it was 50 to one. He scored 16 in the first half. Levert's out Warren, TJ Warren's out. Like who knows when they're actually going to be back. I think Chris Duarte 24, 25 years old already, probably the most NBA ready of any of the rookies on a Pacers team. I think was a little undervalued entering the season. Hurry embedded. It's still like 35 to one. Some places right now, despite this first half, um, that's the main one. And Patty Mills, sixth man of the year. Uh, go bet that as well. He's probably coming off of the bench 41 plus times and he'll be the winner. Patty Mills and uh, maybe Jordan Poole making a statement last night for the Golden yeah, State Warriors. Yeah, a little local homerism there. Let's yeah. hold your horses a little bit. He was great <laughs> last night, though. Came through for us. But Mills, Mills is going to, I think, take this one. Guilty as charged, Preston. Guilty as charged. Preston Johnson, everybody, at Sports Cheetah. Uh, and, of course, you can uh, check him out at Bets Media. But all he, all that he does at Sports Cheetah on Twitter. Thank you, Preston. Great to see you, man. Yep. Take care, guys. See you. Preston Johnson, rep in L.A. Take JVT care. on Chris Duarte for a rookie of yeah. the year as well. And then yeah. Drew Dinzik backing up the Spurs on the over. That's right. Little little matching going on. Uh, let's talk Thursday Night Football. Browns, Broncos, this is a mess. We'll talk about it next on VEASAN's Primetime Action. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge 
Challenge Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.